Hey, sweets. Hey, savories. I'm Melissa. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Sweet, Sweet or Savory Podcast. Podcast. Welcome to the Sweet or Savory Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in again, or if it's your first time, welcome. Welcome. We're happy to have you. Yeah, totally. If this is your first time here, check out our podcast page for past debates like, can you be friends with your ex? Disneyland versus Disney World. Which way do you face in the shower? And stay tuned for future topics like, do we have rules for dating? And what are our top five Disney movies? I'm so excited for that episode. Honestly. You say that every time. I know. I love it. Because I, I can't wait. <laughs> I honestly can't wait. I want people to also guess. Oh, maybe yeah. As well. You know what I mean? We'll, and we'll you to guess. Poll. Yeah. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on social media at Sweet or Savory Pod and email us at Sweet or Savory Pod at gmail.com. Also, this is new. Check us out on Kumu every week as we discuss our new episodes. And debate more with our viewers and each other for our sweet or savory live stream show on Kumu. Yeah. Well, well, today, what are we talking about today, AJ? Well, today's topic is all about personality personalities tests. tests. Well, personalities, types, <laughs> I guess. Personality types. types. tests, all of those things. And personally for me, as a Virgo type A, mm. I'm a huge fan of personality types, yeah. tests, all of those things, because I feel like it helps me understand people, how they communicate, how they yeah. are in relationships, friendships, how they work. So I'm a huge fan of <laughs> like just learning about other people and the way they like to be and that's including zodiac too including zodiac but i feel like uh i like all the tests honestly but i think for me i the personality types mean a little bit more because it's you're not just assigned to one you actually have to like make decisions to, right to Take be tests one and yeah all that stuff. right exactly zodiac or, signs are just assigned to you totally by birth um Shout out to our producer, Julie Texan. Hey, 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 in the house. Hi. How you doing, Julie? I'm doing great, and I'm a big fan of personality tests, awesome. so I'm excited. I was Yay. just going to ask. Like, I had a feeling. Is this your thing? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there's a couple of different things that we're going to discuss today. The yes. first one is the Myers-Briggs. Myers if you're not familiar with the Myers-Briggs... That is the one with four letters, and there's a chart um, you can look up. We'll, we'll put it on the screen if you're looking on YouTube, and maybe we'll share it on our social media page as well. Mm -hmm. But there are basically four letters on the Myers-Briggs type. You're either E-I-S-N-T-F or J-P. Collectively, the four letters determine what type of Myers-Briggs personality type you are. Right. So E is for extrovert. I is for introvert, so that's the first one, E or I. The second one is sensing or intuition, so S and N. And that's how you prefer to take in information. Mm -hmm. um, and then number three is how you prefer to make decisions, so thinking or feeling, thinking versus feeling. And then the fourth one is how you prefer to live your outer life by 
J, judging, or P, perceiving? Yeah, we don't have a ton of time to like go into, you know, the science of all these tests and everything. So I suggest if you haven't already looked this up. We'll put a link in the, in yeah, the we'll bio put a link. of the uh, podcast page. Yeah, pause this maybe if you want to look it up, if you haven't heard about it. Or and take then come the back. quiz, yeah. Or take the quiz. Uh, so you can go on uh, 16personalities.com, I think. Mm-hmm, We're not sponsored. But yes, uh, go on there. Should we share ours? Yeah. I already know. We've already talked about this a bunch. So we already know both of ours. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a... Drumroll, please. (laughs) INFJ. (laughs) INFJ. Which stands for introversion, Mm -hmm. intuition, Mm -hmm. feeling, and judging. Yep. What are you, AJ? I am an ENFP. Which stands for? Stands for, let me look at this thing oh, again. I, I can say it for you. Okay, I have it pulled ahead, up. Go, go, go. Extroversion, intuition, feeling, and perceiving. Wow. Yeah. Do you have the little quote of what yours is? Yes, so I do. Yeah. Um, so INFJs are described as idealistic, organized, insightful, dependable, compassionate, gentle seek harmony and cooperation mm. and enjoy intellectual stimulation i read somewhere that infjs are very um rare but i'm not i don't know for sure if that's a fact right but i just wanted to point that out <laughs> i like that unique <laughs> super unique um and then aj's stands for or enf wait ENFP, ENFP. um is is a campaigner Apparently, that's kind of like where they put us in. Mm. Uh, true free spirits, outgoing, open-hearted, and open-minded with their lively, upbeat approach to life. They stand out in any crowd. Wow. But even though they can be the life of the party, campaigners don't just care about having a good time. These personality types run deep, as does their longing for meaningful, emotional connections with other people. Wow. Campaigner. And mine is the advocate. Got so you. the advocate and the campaigner. It makes sense for like what you do as well. Definitely. For work. Yeah. And I've actually changed Myers-Briggs personality types. I took it in college. So a few years ago. And I used to be an ENFJ. But I kind of explained to this to AJ before. I feel like I used to like tell people that I was an introvert. But I truly felt like I was actually an extrovert. Or sorry. The reverse. I used to tell people that I was an introvert and everyone would like kind of like brush it off. Yeah, they're like, what? And so when I took the quiz again, I took it as my truest self and I finally got ENFJ. INFJ as my results. <laughs> I keep mixing I, it up. I, INFJ. I. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. How uh, do you feel about yours? And how do you feel like it... Do you feel like you connect with yours a lot? And how do you feel like it shows up in our relationship? Yeah, I, I am reading some of the the strengths it says here. You know, being curious, finding beauty and fascination, nearly anything, imaginative and open-minded. I feel like I do kind of like make the best out of any situation, even if it's not, you know, what I planned. And then uh, being perceptive. So here it... It's in, it's interesting because it says to people with this personality type, no one is, it's not interesting. It makes sense. To people with this personality type, no one is unimportant. Mm. And it's kind of been that way. Like, you know, when I, I've talked about this on a previous episode, like um, putting together choirs and stuff and 
and making sure to lift up everybody on a team or anything like that, you know, even if they're not the strongest, you know, when I was on a basketball team with some of my friends, um, it was like for a league for like a church, you know, and there's like a prize and stuff and things like this whole season. Mm -hmm. And I just was like, even though I suck, like I should still get it. I should still be able to play. I wasn't the leader of that team because I'm not a basketball player, but I'm just thinking like, man, isn't this just like for fun? You know what I mean? Like I'm the last guy on the bench, but like, what am I, what am I doing here? You know? And I think about that with people in, in every situation, even at a party, you know, I want to make sure everybody is, is feeling all right. So, uh, that makes sense. And I feel like in our relationship as well, um, all of that stuff is true too. I agree. Yeah. Thank you. I think you, um, you are a true ENFP. This is one thing too. I'll, I'll give myself props for this. It says ENFPs are excellent communicators. And I feel like I am sometimes counted on to help defuse or help a compromise happen with a specific, you know, if two people are butting heads or whatever in many positions in my life, you know, and and many jobs that I've had, Mm -hmm. I am able to kind of see how the person is feeling, how one person is feeling and try to have the other person see from their perspective, things like that. I feel like I do have this kind of gift, I guess, for communicating um, how someone feels and how to maybe fix a situation. And I know that even though I do ask you to, hey, at the restaurant, I'm like, hey, can you talk to or whatever? Oh, yeah. AJ, <laughs> I always have to be the advocate for right. AJ when it comes to his needs. Like, or no, no, like, like at, if something's wrong. If, some, if there's like conflict, yeah, yeah I yeah. kind of have to be the one to be like, <laughs> Sorry, can you fix it? But then there are other times where it's like, hey, I think you'll be cool with this host. Can you like talk to him and see how, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when, like when is our table going to be ready? But like be cool about it. Me? No, me. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah, so, yeah Sometimes yeah. it does switch. Yeah, that's true. Um, how do you feel about yours? I think it, de- like especially in this phase of my life, I think it definitely aligns with my work and what I'm passionate about. Um it says here, the quote for the advocate personality type is, treat people as if they were what they ought to be and you help them to become what they are capable of being. And I feel I like that. that really comes through in my line of work, working in like diversity and inclusion and mm-hmm. trying to advocate for underrepresented groups. Um, and I will say, I was right, advocates, it says that they are the rarest personality type of all. Wow. Wow. We got a rare one here, folks. (laughs) Not to toot my own horn, but it also says they certainly leave their mark in the world. They aren't content to coast through life, but they want to stand up and make a difference. That's you. I mean, I I hope so. That is so cool. Yeah. I was curious to see like compatibility in in how like the ENFP and INFJs are compatible. Mm -hmm. And I found a Myers-Briggs type compatibility chart. Do you want to know what it says for ours? For us? You're ENFP and I'm INFJ. Mm -hmm. It actually says, so there's like one, two, three, four, five different um, match, I guess like by points in how we are compatible. The chart goes, uh uh-oh, this is, this one is, okay, wait, it goes from like red to blue. So the first one is red, Uh uh-oh, think this one through. Yellow is, it could work, but not ideal. 
Green, light green is one-sided match. Dark green is it's got a good chance. And blue is often listed as an ideal match. So what's ours? What do you think it is? Well, you said, uh-oh. So it's probably... No, it's actually often listed as an ideal match. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was surprised because sometimes we butt heads like of certain things and i think that has to do with just our preferences and literally right before we started recording aj was making a lot of sounds and it was like getting to me (laughs) oh you were getting irritated not irritated i'm just a highly sensitive person okay (laughs) (laughs) i understand to quote julie Julie. um but uh yeah i guess like personality wise and the way that we view the world and go through life we are an ideal match so that's I promising. This. <laughs> I agree. You're an ideal match. I love it. Um, you want to know some famous people who are INFJ? Yeah. Taylor Swift. Ooh, starting off strong. <laughs> Alanis Morissette. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. She's creative. Plato. Okay. Wow. Great. You want to philosopher? Know a, you want to know a bad one? Oh no, not Hitler or something. Hitler. I knew it. Why did I knew what? Why did I know it? Oh god. Oh no. Yeah. Kate Blanchett. Cool. Mm-hmm. Billy awesome. Crystal. Better than Okay, Hitler. honestly, these are so random. Like Taylor Swift to Hitler. So I know. random. I mean, here are my ENFP celebrities. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. I can see She's that. She's very I don't, don't want to associate host, with her right though. now. Yeah. Um, Robin Williams is one. That's kind of cool. Jennifer Aniston. I love her. Oh. J.J. Abrams. Okay. Drew Barrymore. And this is the biggest one of all. This one makes sense. What? Walt Disney. Oh. Uh, no way. Okay. Well, you got Walt Disney and I got Hitler as the two top <laughs> personality traits. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that says. Justin about Timberlake that. too, though. I think Walt Disney beats Justin Timberlake. Should have said his name first. Um, okay, before we move on from Myers Briggs, which we could talk about Myers Briggs for a whole, you know, hour or so. Julie, what are you, Myers Briggs? I think I'm ENFJ. Cool. I have been an ENFP before, but I think oh. I lean more J. Partially, maybe because Nathan is a P. Mm. So I think I, we both were P's Balance. when we got married, and then I shifted more into J. Wow. Julie. Obama is an ENFJ. Really? Yeah. Oprah? I could be the president. Mm-hmm. I think so. <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, that's a popular. Wow. They a can lot ru- of influential they rule, people. Yeah, they rule the yeah. world. I actually was an ENFJ um, on my previous tests. Uh, I was years too. Ago. You and I, I too. AJ and I flip flopped. Well, I was an ENFJ. Oh, you an ENFP? Wow, that's very cool. Is ENFJ a very popular one? Because I feel like. I used to be that as well. Or maybe just in this room, it's popular. Let's see. I think because we're all creatives. Oh, you know what I mean? If you're surrounded by creatives. 2.5% of the okay. US population. Is ENFJ? Yeah. That's what is the percentage really for ENFPs? Let's see. 8.1%. Wow. Mm. And then you're like the 0.1%? I don't know. Hear that. Wow, that's so So cool. ENFP is slightly more common because one sixteenth is 6.2%. Got you. So that, you know, wow. 8% is slightly high. Michael Jordan's an ENFJ? Come on, Julie. You go. Oh, wow. You go. <laughs> Thank you. Interessant. I love <laughs> it.
let's discuss Enneagram. Enneagram is personally my favorite Ooh. personality test. That was an interesting harmony. <laughs> I know, it was. Um, do you already know each other's Enneagrams or do you want to guess? We don't know each other's Enneagrams. I would. I want to guess. Julie, can you explain what the Enneagram is again? For Since this is your favorite one. Um, just like yes. Quick. So I'm not. I'm not an expert on the background of it, but I know there are nine Enneagram types and they also go on a circle. So you would have one main number and then you will have something similar with the two numbers to the Mm. right and left on the circle, which is just the number below and the number above you. Or connected uh, like with a star, right? And there's also that, which is a different thing. So there's wings. So there's your main number. Then there's the wings, which are the ones next to your number. Mm. And you might lean towards one. Then there's the stress and growth arrows, which go across the circle to different ones. So that's like, this is your main number. But when you get really stressed out, you act more like this number. Or when you're thriving, you act more like this number. So they're all pretty connected. Like you'll probably identify with several of them. Mm. And that's because they're all connected. Um, And there's, I know Enneagram, you can go like super deep. I'm like midway down. I know a few things. Okay. But I mean, that's great. There's, there's people get really into Enneagram and get like certified and stuff. Yeah. I've seen Instagram pages. Okay. Can I start with guessing what AJ is? Mm -hmm. You just took the quiz, right? So it's fresh. I think AJ is Enneagram number four, the individualist. Or the romantic. Oh, where's yeah. the romantic? What's uh, they, they, oh, they, they also explained call. that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're right. Am I right? Oh, yeah. oh, really? Oh I was God. not going to guess that. Mm-hmm. I know you're so And well. it is connected to the perfectionist, which is the one. Mm. Or does the one stand for something else on yours? The if, one over here on. is the reformer for yeah. me. Yeah, and then the two as well. The helper. helper. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, four mainly. Yeah, romantic. Um, the the kind of summary for that one is self-aware, sensitive, reserved. Mm-hmm. I am sensitive, y'all. Okay. <laughs> um, emotionally honest, creative, personal, but also can be moody and self-conscious. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely that's me. That's absolutely you. Oh, thanks. Oh. Uh, inspired <laughs> and wait, wait, sorry. <laughs> inspired and highly creative, and then typically have problems with melancholy, self-indulgence, and self-pity. Oh, <gasps> yeah. that's the sad part yeah. of it. But <laughs> the indiv- I thought you were the individualist because I know you're very sensitive and creative, mm. and I felt like number mm. four was the most cr- like creative and sensitive which is all you what do you you. think i am thank you i you're a couple things i feel like but i think i'm going to guess you are a three you would be correct. Yes. <laughs> I was going to guess three or six. You were going to guess three as well? Yeah. Oh, that's funny because I, when I took this quiz a few years ago, I was a six. Oh. And I do like, so the, the test that I took has like the pie chart and the three is like the most of the right. choices that I picked or whatever. So I'm a, mm. the biggest of the numbers. I'm a three. But the other numbers that stand out are a six, an eight, and a one. Mm. Oh. yeah and threes and sixes threes and sixes are connected on the stress arrows somehow I think. right yeah they are they are directly across yeah and so that yeah oh i was gonna read the the achiever 
is described as self-assured, attractive. Absolutely. And charming. The most. <laughs> ambitious, competent, and energetic. Yeah. They can also be status conscious and highly driven for advancement. Wait, that's that's kind of you. That's absolutely 30 under 30, <laughs> baby. Forbes 30 under 30, baby. That is true. They are diplomatic and poised, but can be overly concerned with their image and what others think of them. They typically have problems with workahol- workaholism, <laughs> workaholism and, and competitiveness. competitiveness. Oh my gosh. In board <laughs> games? Absolutely. It's funny because I also took a different test unrelated to these ones we've talked about, but my number one strength, oh, strengths finder. This was for work. My number one strength is competitiveness. Wow. Isn't that kind of crazy and interesting? Yeah. And so when it says typically have problems, that means you kind of go overboard. Get overboard. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I would say that's pretty accurate because I've always- Can we speak been, on these things? Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I, I think this the status conscious one is kind of it's funny because it's kind of on point a yeah bit. i mean it, it i think so yeah, um especially when um i don't know like you, you know you're bougie sometimes you know you're bougie <laughs> you're bougie on, on the food episode <laughs> you got like oh, fancy yeah. fine diner or something true. you did get fancy yeah. fine diner. you were a fancy fine diner Wait, what were you what was your example you're no i was i was just saying that it's it's on point. <laughs> no, you were going to give an example. Um, what, what was I saying? You were going to give an example about the status conscious thing. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> just say no, it. No, I was just saying that that you, you care a little bit about that. I don't. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's on point. It's validating, I guess. Ah, and yeah. so that's mm-hmm. where it comes from is like, and we'll get into the love languages thing. Right, but right. I need and seek constant validation <laughs> and so that's why when i achieve things i get validation yeah and th- these aren't things i'm like oh i i want validated it's like these are things i know about myself yeah is that i when i do well when i'm being validated and when i'm being told that i'm doing a good job yeah and that and then i'm always like striving for the next thing to achieve yeah. like the next well you're the yeah. achiever What's another synonym for the three? Um, wait, what do you mean? I think the performer is that one of them. Oh, but it's mainly called the achiever. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Gotcha. I think it's gotcha. called the yeah, achiever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the achiever. Um, it, on this list that I'm looking at too, which we can look at yours as well. There's the basic fear and the basic desire. Mm. And my basic fear is being worthless, and my basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. And for AJ, the individualist or the romantic, 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 Mm -hmm. your basic fear is to have no identity and your basic desire is to find yourself through your significance. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) These are deep thoughts. Yeah. I like these quizzes. Again, as you said earlier, it's not like, you know, Zodiac where it's like, oh my gosh, my Zodiac today was right on point, you know, yeah. because you're kind of applying it to yourself if you need to. I'm not saying it's wrong. Love love Zodiac. Uh, but <laughs> this, it, I think Zodiacs are fun, but I wouldn't necessarily say they're as accurate, like depending on, you know, they could, they could change. Right. These are, this, the Enneagram and the Myers-Briggs, they're asking you very specific questions, yeah. what you prefer over what, you know, whether you agree or disagree. So um, this is very cool to kind of like relearn about each other. Yeah. That's really cool. Julie, what are you? I'm a three also. Oh. Mm-hmm. The biblical that, comparison. 
to a three is Moses. Oh. oh. I don't know. Fun fact. Okay. okay. I, I I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> is that good? Is that good? But yeah, sorry. I cut you off, Julie. I cut you, I cut you off. Oh, no. I was just saying that that's why I, I could tell Alyssa maybe had some three. Three. Because uh-huh. cause we bond over yeah. our, our achievement struggles. Yes, that's true. It's true. And our need for validation. But it does it does say <laughs> that y'all are tend to fine taste. Uh, tend to be well liked, you know. Oh. So that's very cool. That's and y'all good. are popular. Comment <laughs> below if you like us. <laughs> <laughs> we need the validation. <laughs> All right, so that takes us to the five love languages. The five love languages. We love love languages. So the five love languages are the five different ways of expressing and receiving, receiving. love. And I'll go through the five love languages, which are words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. And these five love languages were developed by Gary Chapman, who Mm. wrote the book, The Five Five Love Love Languages, Languages. (laughs) The Secret to Love That Lasts. And he describes these unique styles of communicating love and categories he basically like putting them together as how you can be a better lover partner um, by understanding how people are loved and how they give love. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at these and all of them are super important to me, you know, but taking this quiz (laughs) um, and I think this, it, it's doesn't say receiving or giving mine. The, the quiz gave me just like percentages of what means more to me. Oh, yeah, Interesting. that was the one that I took. Got it. Okay, you so can are start. we? We're talking about it as what you would prefer to receive, mainly. Maybe, but yeah, also can, when I was can... when I was taking the quiz, it said it was like, uh, "What means more to you when your partner does this or when your partner?" I actually think the quiz is how you receive love, but then you, after taking it, like I think I know which one I give. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So and that also depends on your partner because if you have a partner, right. you that's true. The goal is, I think, to give them what they need, what they need. But then I think you also naturally have different ways that you give love as well. You're right. So, so it must be the way you receive is the quiz online. Yes. Um, obviously, go read the book if you haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Um, <laughs> can you guess mine? It. Can you guess mine? I think yours is quality time. <gasps> is it not? Julie, can you quickly guess? I think yours is, I can't decide. I can't decide. Oh, it could be any of them. Yeah, it could be any of them. Okay. Actually. I have a second guess. Okay, second guess, yeah. Receiving gifts? Wow, that's second. Dang it. Is it words of affirmation? No. What the heck? I'm like going down the list. Okay, I guess there's there's two other options. It's definitely not physical touch is it acts of service it's acts of service huh really yeah, it is it is acts oh. of service uh interesting that's new yeah that's news to me i think it's actually new mm. i honestly do i mean i was answering things about like chores and stuff like that you know like um ever since living in an apartment with you you know like things doing things around the house and mm. then if you are able to like pick something up for me um like down the street or whatever because i'm too busy mm-hmm. come like, help you when your tires flat <laughs> exactly oh. things like that like that means so much to me Aww. um yeah second place is receiving gifts actually wow yeah. i 
I don't know. I feel like we took this quiz in the very early stages of our relationship. And I definitely remember yours was quality time because it stuck. That was like the first thing I le- we learned about each other, like relationship wise. Yeah. So it stuck in my head that you because it makes sense. Like you spend so much time and you dedicate a lot of time to like the close relationships and your family yeah, community. So, and so stuff. that would make sense. Why? That's in my head. Why it made But sense. actually, it's not very far off because I have it's a 33 percent access service, 23% receiving gifts, 20% words of affirmation, and 20% quality time. Got it. 3% physical touch. Mm. So like all of those are pretty much equal. Maybe in this time in my life right now, the acts of service thing means a lot because I don't feel like I have a lot of time to be doing everything I want to be doing. So when I do receive some help. It's like that's love for you. Yeah, that's love for me. Yeah, I do. I feel like this one can change quite a bit based on just what you need yeah. in the moment. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. So what about you? Do you know what mine is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so confident. I, I, I do think it's it's even though. Oh. I think it's it's very close words of affirmation and quality time. I think those are your top two. Yes. Those are my top two. I knew it. I knew wow. it. <laughs> those are my top two. And I actually so words of affirmation, I feel like in a relationship well, in my relationship with you, it's not so much about validation and like you needing to tell me that you love me or that I'm beautiful. Like, I feel like I already get that from you. The words of affirmation piece that I think sticks out to me the most is like in communication and in the way you like listen. So like, I feel like I feel loved when you are actively like listening to mm. what I'm saying yeah. and like validating that. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Yeah. And Good like job actively listening, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> I was listening. It does yeah. make sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, incur- and you do a great job of encouraging me and like building me up too, which is what I, what I need, I think. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's I feel like back in the day, I probably was like physical touch would be like a top thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, the other things mean a lot more to me. Do you think that that's how you give love? That actually might be. Then that's it. That's where it is. <laughs> yeah. Me giving that, you know, letting them know, like giving them some reassurance. Yeah. Because that's I, different than how you receive Receive it. love. Um, maybe it's because, I don't know. <laughs> I always am like, does it have to do with my dad being dead? Maybe. <laughs> I feel like maybe, you know, I'm just like, maybe I've always kind of wanted that. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm like touching my (laughs) clavicle. Well, like, (laughs) I mean, yeah, you, you, in your 10 years of life, I don't know if you can remember, do you remember have, having like physical touch with your dad? No, I, I do remember one time specifically, we were driving home from LA every Sunday. We would go to LA cause to visit family and to play for church there. My dad would play the church. And, uh, I remember being like, mom, can you drive for once? So dad can come sit in the back, you know, Aww. Yeah. you wanted, I remember that yeah. specific drive because I was like, really, I don't know. I didn't feel like, yeah, maybe I didn't, I didn't have that kind of relationship where I was like leaning on him and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, I, I'm, I'm very, I do that too. Like Tito Gel, even to your dad, you know, I, I give him like good long hugs, mm-hmm. you know, because because maybe I, I was missing that. So Aww, that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> what, what's your um, top love language, Julie? I've always said quality time. I think I'm cycling back into words of affirmation lately. Hmm. Mm. And I love to give gifts. <gasps> That's me too. Actually, I love receiving gifts too, but I'm <laughs> difficult to give. I'm I'm picky about stuff, so I think I'm kind of hard to gift. But so if you do I get the love, perfect gift, you're yeah, like, it's like, it's like wow. Like, even if I, even though if I get a gift that I'm not really like, I'm not going to use it or something, I still feel really loved if somebody gets me a gift, especially if it's like an unexpected time. Mm. Yeah. Like they just thought oh. of me. I'm like, oh, that means you were really thinking about me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love it too. Yeah. I'm the same so. as you, Julie. That's, That's how like- I give love. <laughs> yeah. Gifts are how I give love. Yeah. Like it's I, true. Alyssa wraps everything so thoughtfully, the little ribbon or the rope or whatever it is. It's so unique to everything, every gift you give. I can attest to that. Alyssa is an excellent gift giver. Thank you. I have received excellent gifts. And I like the the thought process that goes into it. I want people who get a gift from me to know that I did my best to like think about every single step. Like... I thought you either needed this or you would like this or you would appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, It makes sense that words of affirmation also is your receiving because you also love, you record the reaction to their gifts. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I, I actually, maybe it's a little selfish, honestly, (laughs) because I, I actually, I do that when I give a gift, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to just drop this off. I need the reaction. <laughs> I want to feel validated that you like my gift or that yeah. you are at least appreciating that I'm giving you something. I don't think it's selfish. I think it's very thoughtful, but you also want... I, f- I want that. That's my gift. Is, <laughs> like, is you like your reaction yeah. to it. Gift giving is just fishing for compliments yeah. for you. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we're talking about attachment styles now. Mm -hmm. Um, A person's attachment style is their specific way of relating to others in relationships. Mm -hmm. So it also includes the way we respond emotionally to others as well as our behaviors and interactions with them. Yes, this is a new concept for me. And I recently found out about it through Justine, Raphael, your sister, Mm -hmm. because she and I were trying to figure out what our attachment styles were. And I'll go through all four of them before I go into like what ours are personally. So the four different attachment styles are secure, avoidant, fearful avoidant, or anxious. Mm. Should we go into just real quickly what each of them are describing them? Essentially, the secure attachment is someone who can trust others, be trusted, love and accept love. They can form secure, loving relationships with others. So that's pretty much what that is. Yes. The anxious attachment style is, um, it's an attachment style that is marked by a deep fear of abandonment. Mm -hmm. And um, anxiously attached people tend to be insecure about their relationships and worry about uh, their partner leaving them. Leaving them or, and and needing thus leaving them for validation. Right. Needing validation, I mean. Yes. Um, Avoidant is a form of insecure attachment style as well, marked by a fear of intimacy. So that's like avoiding intimacy, I guess. Yeah, like someone with an anxious attachment would probably want to always be together, need validation, want to go deep faster. And somebody, I think, I'm not a therapist, but Mm -hmm. somebody with an avoidant attachment might be the type to like, 
date casually but never be able to commit fully to a relationship or even once they're in the relationship maybe just not be as open and kind of keep people at a distance Mm. yes and then the last one is fearful avoidant attachment which is a mix of both anxious and avoidant so people with fearful avoidant attachment desperately crave affection and want to avoid it at all costs so they're reluctant to develop a close romantic relationship but at the same time have a dire need to feel loved by others Wow, that's so interesting. Yeah. So the last three are pretty much all insecure attachments? So secure, yes. Yes. Secure is kind of the goal and probably nobody's completely secure. Secure. Yeah. So you might fall into Into one of the other types a little bit. Yeah. So that came up with Justine and I when she brought to me this idea of the attachment styles and she was reading and we were going through the quiz. And when I first took the quiz, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm obviously secure attachment style. Like I'm in a good relationship. I I feel like I've been, I have secure relationships, not even just in our relationship, but like my family and my friends. Yeah. And so I'm, I think I'm a hundred percent secure attachment. But then I started thinking about it more and reading through them. And I realized like, yeah, I think everyone has a, not everyone, most people probably have a bit of secure attachment, but then also fall into the other buckets. And so that's where I I realized that I actually am a bit of avoidant attachment. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, if you were one, it was the the anxious. It's actually not anxious. Mm, Okay. Um, Because, and I learned this through a quiz that I took on the attachment styles and I'm forgetting like what questions actually made me like fall into this bucket but I think it has a has something to do with the need and desire to not to be not be dependent on somebody else Mm. and wanting to like always be in control yeah um that is just a quality a personality trait of of my own that I'm like realizing is that I have a desire a constant desire to like want to be in control of my own self (laughs) like whether that's like financially like um like my own time my own relationships like i crave my own like life and like my own self yeah um so some so then in some relationships that can be that can mean that i am avoidant at times because i don't want to be completely vulnerable or dependent on another person. Yeah. And oh, so wow. that's good to know that yeah. we're, since we're getting married soon, <laughs> sure. you should know. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> what, so what, what I'm curious, what are? do you think you are? I, I mean, I haven't explored this a ton. I, I'm reading them and I, I, I do believe that I am a secure attachment person. Mm-hmm. The first thing I think of, because it says, you know, they do not feel panicked when their partners need time or space away from them. Maybe like when we're in an argument or something, I may have a problem where I'm like, I want to fix things sometimes right away. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just like, oh, you're going away. So that means you're mad at me or something like that. Mm-hmm. But when I think bigger picture, you know, I think of like, if you booked something or if I booked something, I would actually feel fine book something as in a dog <laughs> sorry <laughs> like yeah like broadway or something like you know we had to be separate from each other and we've been through this before i went to guam for two months i was in boston for three months mm-hmm. you know i actually felt uh fine yeah. not that i didn't miss you <laughs> yeah I, I just felt no, I, secure i think you know? you're like i would say 
as your partner, you're about like 80% secure attachment style. Like you're pretty like solid. Mm. <laughs> but if I were to guess like which like one you would, fall yeah, mm-hmm. you would fall into, I actually think you would maybe fall under um, anxious. Oh. Yeah. I was going to say uh, fearful avoidant, but I actually don't don't think that anymore. Um, no, this makes sense. Yeah. Okay, it says uh, you can get anxious when your partner doesn't text back that's, fast that's, enough. That's the one. <laughs> constantly feeling like your partner doesn't care enough about you. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. That's the one sometimes. because sometimes I've, if I'm like in work mode or if I'm like doing my own thing, um, you're like, hello, <laughs> hello, hello. Like, I don't say hello Not six hello, times. but like, no, you'll, you'll give me like a babe. Did you get my last yeah, text? Yeah, just or to like, make sure. Yeah. Just to make sure. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So I think like you're pretty much like secure, but yeah, you secure do have, anxious. but you do have like anxious tendencies. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to read more about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Julie, any thoughts? I think you can also have a different attachment style with different people. I don't mm. know if that's oh. true, but I think that like with Nathan, I think I have more of an anxious attachment style, but with friend friendship i think i have an avoidance style mm. ah. so like with nathan i always want more validation more time quick responses like i always am like do you love me do you love me do you love me yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then with friends i find it pretty difficult to like really open up like i'll give them something that makes them feel like i opened up but not but then actually not be very vulnerable and if i sense like anything is slightly off i have to really commit to try to continue to get to know them. Otherwise I'll just be like, eh, I, I don't know. And move on and like keep a distance. Wow. Wow. I'm learning so much about yeah. myself and you and you. Yeah. I haven't thought about it too much in like friendships or relationships outside mm-hmm. of my family or like you. Yeah. But I think I, I would, I think that I am actually, when it comes to like friendships, fearful avoidant. Attachment. Uh, style. I can see that because, like, I want to have, yeah, yeah, like I want to have like close friendships, but I also like don't, <laughs> like, I don't like yeah. need it all the time, you know. Yeah. Like, I crave it sometimes, but then I also want to avoid it. Like, I actually don't want to hang out because I need oh, my yeah. alone time, mm-hmm. but I do like want to be a friend. Yeah, yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely an anxious attachment when it comes to friends. Mm-hmm. To a lot of friends, I don't. I mean, sometimes it also is like. Or when I'm thinking about who I have anxious attachment relationships it with, it kind of changes. But like, like I know my best friends, you know, mm. like all them. But like some of my like my high profile, busy, famous friends, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, shoot, oh. I didn't get a text back. Oh. right? Away. You know, if Aww. I ask for like a shout out or yeah. something, which I rarely do because I know that you don't want to I don't want to bog someone down, you know, yeah. Um and then I don't get a thing for a whole day. I'm like, oh you, no! You think about I like eff- I effed this it up. is the time where you- <laughs> this is, they're gonna tell me, hey, look, AJ, please, no more shout out requests for yeah. your friends. You Aww. know what I mean? That never happens. Yeah, but but it's I, a fear. It's a fear, and it, I do get anxious about it. Yeah, wow. I I think the attachment styles, and again, not a therapist, psychologist. I think <laughs> it also has to um, has to do with like trauma perhaps mm-hmm. that you've yeah. experienced either as a child or in other relationships that can bring up your attachment style like in other areas of your life too oh yeah and you can change you could st- you could have 
an insecure attachment, but through healthy relationships and experiences become more secure. Mm -hmm. Or you could be secure, have a traumatic experience and become insecure. Right. Oh. Mm. <sighs> it's Very a lot. interesting stuff. I love that we have now spent more time talking when we talk about like deep things, you know? I felt like when we were kind of talking about um, pizza and things <laughs> like that, we were looking to fill time. But like <laughs> right now... Now we're, we're like just, running out of time. We're running out of time. <laughs> cutting because, everything short. Yeah, we're learning so much about each other. Um, but thank you at home to everyone yeah, who's hopefully listening. you're learning some stuff about us too yeah and about yourselves yeah that's the that's the actual that's hope, the real goal is that you can learn a little bit more about us but then like through learn that. through that learn more about your partners and your relationships that's why i love the personality tests and yeah. and types because it allows for good conversation and good like moments of connectivity yeah and, and wanting to learn that stuff, mm -hmm. you know? There's a lot of things here that we uh, threw at you today, the four <laughs> different things, which were the Myers-Briggs, Enneagram, Love Languages, and Attachment Styles. We will put all of the links to this information in our on our podcast page and in story the YouTube. Highlights. Story yeah. highlights and on, on the YouTube, YouTube bio. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to, you can like, listen and or read back on stuff that we talked about today yes totally thank you again to everyone who contributed to our polls from our twitch family discord instagram and our glisten up team and of course our family and friends who are always supporting this podcast yes and thank you kumu check out our podcast episode page for more debates like which way do you face in the shower does pineapple belong on pizza can you be friends with your ex and other polarizing topics we want to thank, of course, our producers, Nathan Texan behind the camera, hey. and Julie. Of course, who actually has a podcast of her own called The Really, really Pretty, Pretty Good, Good Podcast. podcast. Julie, tell us like a couple sentences about your podcast. Really Pretty Good Podcast is all about aesthetics and wellness and how they come together. So big fan of using design to feel better. That would be the, that's the most simple summary I can give you. If you're interested in like creative things or mental health, physical health, even go check it out. Check it out and follow her on Instagram, on Instagram, Instagram at really pretty good. And don't forget to follow us, interact with us on social media at sweet or savory pod. <laughs> And email us at sweetersaverypod at gmail.com. I don't know who came in the room. Is that someone British? Yes. I wasn't sure what accent that was. <laughs> and check us out on Kumu every week as we discuss our new episodes and debate even more on our Sweet or Savory live stream show. Please rate, <laughs> review, and subscribe. Five stars only, please. Five stars only. Less than five, we don't want it. I'm we don't kidding. Want it. <laughs> Tell your friends. Stay sweet. Or savory.